0: Danger with Granger. This is Granger. The place, my apartment. On the Davenport opposite me sits a woman, white-faced, intense.
1: Midnight. This waiting, Granger. I can't stand it any longer. I told
0: you it wouldn't be easy, Mrs. Milroy. Should have taken a sleeping tablet and got some rest.
1: I can't. There's always a chance for something might go wrong at the last minute.
0: I hardly think so.
1: That's a just The telephone. I
0: know. Hello? Yes, this is Steve Granger. Of course. She's been here since 10 o'clock. I see. That's it, huh? Yes, I'll tell her. Well? Well? It's over, Mrs. Newroy. Your husband went to the electric chair exactly eleven forty-five p.m. The attending doctor has just pronounced him dead. This is Steve Granger, private detective, with a story about a man who believed he could get away with murder, and very nearly did. In just a moment, I'll take you back to one of my most interesting cases. The story began the day Mrs. Elwood Milroy walked into my office. She was tall, slim, and beautiful with red hair and brown eyes, which looked even browner because they were settled with worry.
1: Mr. Granger, I've come to you because there's something terrible and unbelievable taking place. I don't know how to start telling you.
0: The beginning is always a good place.
1: It concerns my husband.
0: Elwood Milroy? Hey, he's a well-known criminologist, right?
1: Yes. And he intends to kill somebody.
0: No kidding. Who's the intended victim?
1: A very good friend of mine named Newman. Peter Newman. Boyfriend? Mr. Granger, I might as well be frank with you. I've been married to Elwood Milroy for 15 years. I realized after it was too late that I should never have married Elwood. I've known Peter for many years. So this isn't just a summer romance, if that's what you're thinking.
0: I don't handle divorce cases, Mrs. Milroy.
1: That's not what I want you to do. The divorce does come into it. My husband's been quite agreeable about one until lately. He saw me lunching with Peter Newman. He was waiting when I arrived home. There was a scene. He changed his mind. Said that there'd never be a separation.
0: Mrs. Milroy, I told you I don't meddle in divorce cases.
1: I know that. What I want you to do is to stop my husband from committing a murder. Why don't you go to the police? You think they believe me? I can't even tell whether you do.
0: Okay, I'll take your case, Mrs. Milroy. How and when do I start?
1: My husband is delivering a lecture this evening at an uptown auditorium. I'm going, and I have an extra ticket. I thought you might like to attend. It might give you something to work on.
0: Yes, it might at that. I'll be there, Mrs. Milroy.
1: One thing, Mr. Granger. My husband is to know nothing of our conversation.
0: At eight o'clock that night, I was seated near Mrs. Milroy in an auditorium on Upper Broadway. A husband wound up his lecture at exactly (laughs) 10 p.m. Old-fashioned methods of crime detection are no longer usable when one deals with a modern criminal. As science has advanced, the criminal has also advanced. And you, who are specialists in the field of criminology, must anticipate these advances. I thank you. Well, Edith, my dear, I hardly expected you to attend another one of my lectures. Surely you've heard them so often. You must know them by heart.
1: I always attend your lectures, Elwood.
0: Yes, of course. So oh, you do. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Milroy. I uh, wanted to come over and tell you how much I enjoyed your lecture. Thank you. In a small way, uh, I'm in the same business you are. Oh, really? Uh, my name's Granger, Steve Granger. Of course, uh, a private eye. Isn't that the phrase? Oh, my dear, permit me. Steve Granger my wife, Edith. Hello.
1: How do you do? Oh, so
0: you enjoyed my lecture, did you? Well, thoroughly. That's rather strange, Granger. I understand that you were one of the old-school type. If you mean I chase them until I catch him, you're right. That's what I'd heard about you. It's too bad that men of your type don't realize that progress is here, even in the criminal field. You'll run into one of the new crop of criminals, Granger, and when you do, where will your old-fashioned methods take you? You'll be as outmoded as a horses carriage. I uh, don't get me wrong. I go in for the scientific stuff, too the fingerprints, ballistics, all that stuff. <laughs> you use them because you hope the criminal made a blunder. But uh, in the final analysis, it's the old-fashioned bloodhound with its nose to the ground who comes up with the net result. Yes, yes, I've heard all that. And you confirm confirmed what I've heard about you. Oh, uh, there's someone I must have a word with. Excuse me, won't you? A nice guy. What's the idea of little pills? He popped about three of them in his mouth in as many minutes. What's wrong with him? Is he sick?
1: No, but he he's a confirmed hypochondriac. Oh well. Granger, he knows I've spoken to you.
0: You mean you've told him?
1: Of course not. But he sensed it. I'm sure he has. Take it easy now. That's just nerves. No, it isn't. He knows. I tell you, he knows.
0: I hung around the auditorium for a while, then wandered outside. When Elwood Milroy and his wife left the place, I followed them home. Then I loitered around a few minutes and went back to my apartment. I was just putting the key in my door when I got a surprise. Granger, one moment, please. <laughs> Mr. Milroy, well, well, I didn't know you lived in this building. I don't, and you know it. I came to see you. Oh, why? I don't like talking in corridors. Can we go in? <laughs> of course. After you, Mr. Milroy. Granger? I'm not going to beat around the bush with you. You followed me home tonight. Did I? Stop evading me. You were in a cream-colored taxi. The number was 673. You dismissed the cab half a block down the street. You loitered around for a while, and then you left. (laughs) How do you know all this, Milroy? You were waiting for me when I walked into this building. That was simple. I slipped out the back door of my place, watched you for a moment, got a cab, and anticipated your next move. I was right. You came here. Nice going. Simple deduction. Now then, Granger... Why were you following me? I'm not at liberty to tell you. Was it my wife? I told you I'm not at liberty to tell you. Oh, it was my wife. Granger, I'm going to tell you something. Edith suffers from a persecution complex. She seems to be under the impression that I'm going to kill her. If you know all this, why come up here? Because I will not be trailed around. I'm not a criminal. I've done nothing wrong. Also, if my wife is your client, and I'm reasonably sure she is, I'll tell you something more. I intend to give her the divorce she wants. Have you told her all this? I shall in good time. So, Granger, let me repeat. Leave me alone or I shall take steps. Okay. And until tomorrow, you can take steps right the second through that door, Mr. Crime Expert. (laughs) Suppose I choose not to leave right now. This is my home. You're an intruder, an insulting intruder, I might say. I'd be justified in throwing you out on your well, face. You might be justified, but could you do it? Little Roy, I've taken all I'm going to from you. You've slung a lot of fancy phrases around, made a lot of nasty cracks. So have you forgotten what you said at the auditorium? I remember every word. Now get out of here. I'll toss you right I'd out. I'd like to see that. Okay, <laughs> you will. <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh, that was the scientific little move taken from the book of judo, Granger. You hey, want some more? Yes, I think I do. <laughs> really, I'd better leave a little notes with you explaining what that was. We call it a rabbit punch. I'll continue with this interesting story in a minute. came to, I felt like somebody had played the fight of the bumblebee on the back of my neck with a mallet. I staggered to my feet, sloshed water over my skull, and weaved back into the living room. Milroy had gone. I went to bed. The following morning at the office, an early visitor made an appearance.
1: Mr. Granger, did my husband come to see you last night? He did. I was afraid of that. He's terrible. He looked at me this morning and said it was all set. All set? What do you mean? Let me tell you what happened. It was about nine this morning. I tried to avoid him, but he called me. Edith, come in here,
0: please. I want to have a talk with you.
1: I'd rather not listen if it means another scene.
0: I think you'll hear what I have to say, or there'll be unpleasant consequences. Sit down. Very well. What is it? Why did you employ a private detective to follow me? Don't attempt to lie, please. You hired Steve Granger. Why?
1: Because of the way you've been acting, Elwood.
0: How else can a husband act who is about to be... Discarded.
1: Elward, I don't want to go over it again. You're grossly jealous of Peter Newman. You don't want to stay married to me, and you also don't want me to marry anybody else. I
0: don't want you marrying Peter Newman. He's a fool. I refuse to let you make a stupid blunder. It may
1: seem a blunder to you, but it'll seem like paradise to I'm me. I'm
0: asking you once more to reconsider. I know that you've consulted an attorney. You'll try to sue me if I don't go ahead with our original agreement.
1: That is correct. You forced
0: me to be plain, is I'll get the divorce, not you. And I'll get it when, where, and if I want it. If you start any action against me, you'll regret
1: it for the rest of your life. That is the gist of what was said, Mr. Granger. What can I do?
0: Mrs. Milroy, I'm not a lawyer. I'm a private investigator. And the more I hear about this fight between you and your husband, the less I want any part of it.
1: You you mean you don't want to go ahead and work for me? Frankly, it doesn't make
0: sense. You think your husband is going to kill your friend? Have you any proof of that at all? Any evidence besides your imagination?
1: Mr. Granger, when my husband called on you, he intimated that I was unbalanced, didn't he? I wouldn't say that. He said something of the kind. I know he did. That's why you're acting the way you are.
0: I'm sorry, Mrs. Milroy, but I don't think there's anything to this idea you've got.
1: Very well, I leave. But when you remember this conversation, you'll be sorry. (laughs)
0: Edith Milroy swept out the door, gave me a curtain nod, and disappeared down the hall. It was pleasant to forget her and get into something that had less of an odor about it. I got engrossed in some other work. At five that afternoon, the phone rang. Steve Granger speaking. Mr. Granger, this is Edith Milroy. What is it now, Mrs. Milroy? Has
1: anybody up there looking for me?
0: No. Why would anybody look for you up here?
1: Have you read the latest edition of the paper?
0: No. Why? Dead in his apartment early this afternoon, he'd been shot. Where
1: are you, Mrs. Milroy? I, I, I'm in hiding.
0: Why? I'm afraid. You think your husband did the killing? I
1: know he did.
0: Mrs. Milroy, maybe you'd better come up here right now. I'll take you down to police headquarters. You can hand your ideas to Homicide. No, no, I
1: can't do that. He'll work would go away
0: with me too. Mrs. Milroy, listen to reason. No. Mrs. Milroy, where have you been all afternoon? Were you at Peter Newman's apartment? Mrs. Milroy. That dame is a little off a rocker. Well, I ask you, wouldn't you think the same? But even so, there was a kind of funny nagging feeling at the back of my head. It might have been just the echo of the rabbit punch delivered by friend Milroy. And again, it might be the feeling that Mrs. Milroy had been right all along. In just a moment, I'll bring you the climax of the case. After Mrs. Milroy's mysterious phone call, I was curious enough to go downstairs and pick up a late afternoon edition. I was still carrying it when the door of Cal Hendricks' apartment shut behind me. The newspaper man wasn't surprised to see me. Well, Steve, what's the good word today? What do you know about Elwood Milroy? He's a criminologist. One of the best in the business. What else do you know about him? Personally, I mean. Not much. Has an awkward disposition, not the type who fondles children. Hey, why the interest in Mr. Milroy? You're thinking of taking a short course in scientific crime detection? I might. So, you are here. Well, Jake, you know Lieutenant Rankin I know him, but I can't say it's a pleasure. Cut the comedy news, boy. Granger, I want a word with you. When you weren't at your office, I figured you'd be here. What's up, Lieutenant? Seen the papers? Read about a man named Peter Newman getting shot earlier today? I might have noticed that little item. Why? Did a Mrs. Milroy retain you, Granger? Mrs. Milroy? We have information that Mrs. Milroy came to you. Why? Why does anyone come to a private investigator? Come on, come on. Stop stolen, Granger. Why did she employ you? Was it because she was afraid of her husband? Did she have an idea that her husband was going to kill Newman? Maybe. Maybe. You know where Mrs. Milroy is now? Nope. You see, Granger, she's involved in this killing. Up to her ears. The gun that did the killing belonged to her husband. It was by the door. How do you tie in uh, Mrs. Milroy? An informant told us that she was at Peter Newman's apartment about the time the killing took place. Oh? And speaking of fingerprints, they were a woman's. We'd like to have a little chat with Mrs. Milroy. They were hers. Mm uh-huh. hmm. Knowing that you cooperate to the fullest extent with the police department, we wouldn't like to entertain a notion that you might be hiding the suspect. Dear boy, I wouldn't dream of it. I'm glad to hear you say that, Granger. Mr.
1: Granger, I've been looking all over for you. I went to your office and the man next door told me you might be here.
0: I am? So what?
1: I've got to talk to you privately. Police have identified the gun that killed Peter.
0: Granger, yeah. Do you mind if I enter this charming little group? I'd like to meet this lady. Oh, so glad to oblige, Mrs. Milroy. Let me present Lieutenant Rankin of Homicide.
1: You're a police officer.
0: I am, Mrs. Milroy, and you and I are going downtown for a little chat.
1: But I haven't done anything. I'm I'm not guilty. I I, Granger, help me, please.
0: If he does, he'll be obstructing justice, and if he does that. He'll occupy a cell, too. Come on, Mrs. Milroy. Interesting little scene, Steve. Yeah, wasn't it? Going to help Mrs. Milroy out? Why should I? Because you're the Galahad type kid. Yeah, I guess I am at that. I got on the phone and tried to trace Elwood Milroy. But I was out of luck. Then I went down to police headquarters and had a few words with Lieutenant Rankin. As a result, I was granted an interview with Mrs. Milroy in her cell.
1: Mr. Granger, please help me. I'm not guilty of murder. I'm not guilty of anything.
0: You sure, Mrs. Milroy? You were seen going into the building where Peter Newman lived.
1: That doesn't mean I killed him.
0: Now, tell me something. Why were your fingerprints on that murder weapon?
1: It must have been my husband's gun. He had it out a few days ago there have been followers in the neighborhood, he said, and he wanted me to be able to use it if necessary. He showed me how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Well, don't you see? Elbert killed Peter and made it look like I did it.
0: Well, Granger? I don't know, Jake. It looks ungood for her, Granger. She was seen going into Newman's place about the time he was killed. And what about her husband? Elwood Milroy is working like a Trojan. For her? Of course. When did you see him? Just before you came down. Has he got an alibi? An unbreakable one, Granger. He was at his club for lunch. Twenty members saw him. He went to an early movie. The Usher remembers him. Sounds almost too perfect. There's no almost about it, Granger. Jake, how about letting me examine the apartment where Peter Newman was killed? With pleasure, pal. I love watching you squirm. As a matter of fact, I'll go along with you. A sort of uh, guided... Oh, thanks. This is his apartment, Granger. How come it doesn't seal? I forgot to tell you. Her husband is up here working. The great Milroy himself, huh? Okay, come on. Now, give me a breakdown on what you found. Peter Newman was lying over there, alongside the Davenport. The gun was here by the door so he didn't shoot himself and throw the gun away got it out I thought I heard oh hello lieutenant and it's Mr. Granger isn't it yeah you two know each other quite well don't we, Granger I've got a good notion Here, yeah, cut that out Granger what's the matter with you <laughs> oh, Granger is a trifle annoyed we played a little game last night he lost What's this forget it if you'll excuse me I'll get back to my work wise guy now what happened well, he came up to my place. I tried to throw him out. You what? He's one of the country's foremost exponents of judo. Don't worry. I found it out. Let's go. There's nothing here. Okay. Hey, do they have a doorman in this building? They do. He's got a little office just inside the door. Good. This it? Yeah. Yeah? I want to ask you some questions about Peter Newman. Oh, I don't know about that. That's all right, Smith. You can answer them. I didn't see you there, Lieutenant. What is it, sir? Were you on duty when uh, Peter Newman was shot? I was. Now, uh, how many people came to see him? He, he had only one visitor. That Mrs. Milroy. she came to see him. Nobody else, huh? No, sir. How about deliveries of one kind or another, like laundry or groceries? Well... Now that you mention it, there was one delivery made. A messenger he was. Had a box of candy. A messenger, what did he look like? Oh, rather old, I'd say. His hair was very gray. Had a kind of a stoop. Was this his usual delivery? Hmm. Never saw him before. Oh, thanks a lot. Reckon, let's go back to Newman's apartment. I want to find that box of candy. <laughs> Peter Newman's apartment yielded a box of candy. One piece was gone. Gave me an idea. One that took me back downtown to police headquarters. And another quick visit with Mrs. Edith Milroy.
1: Mr. Granger!
0: Mrs. Milroy, how well did you know Peter Newman's habits?
1: What habits, Mr. Granger?
0: Well, for instance, if he chewed gum or if he had candy.
1: I don't think that Peter was very fond of candy. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Would he be the type of person uh, who'd have a box of candy sent to his apartment rather than go out and pick it up in person?
1: That's a strange question. I... I wouldn't know. One more
0: thing. When you were in Newman's apartment, did you notice a freshly opened box of candy? No.
1: And what's a box of candy got to do with this?
0: It probably uh, spells the difference between life and death for you, Mrs. Milroy. I went back to Rankin's office and found him working like a beaver with a leak in his dam. The request I made was barely out of the ordinary. But, Granger, we've gone through his things. What makes you think you'll find something? Lieutenant, this is a routine request. I want to look over his clothes. All right, all right, but you're wasting my time. Which is paid for with the taxpayer's money. Which is my money because I'm a taxpayer. So come on, servant. Show me Peter Newman's stuff. Rankin took me down to the morgue where I poured over Peter Newman's belongings. It was the usual wallet, with the usual identification cards and whatnot. I went over his suit with great care, even pinching the buttons. When I got to the cuffs on his trousers, I found a little something. A little something that sent me on an errand that took me first to a druggist. Why, yes, sir, I can identify this pill. It's a prescription from one of my customers. Are you at liberty to tell me who this customer is? I'm not sure if I can divulge that information or not. If it's a matter of police business, could you? Well, in that event, I'm sure I could. The druggist gave me the first solid foo. Then I headed for a certain movie house. The cashier at the theater, bright-eyed and sharp, gave me the second. When I'd finished with her, I got Rankin to meet me at a certain address. Oh, no, this is where the Milroys live, huh? Right. You're not trying to tell me that Elwood Milroy killed Peter Newman. Wait and find out. Well, how do you do, gentlemen? Come in. Thanks. To what do I owe the pleasure of this visit? Elwood Milroy? You shot and killed Peter Newman and framed your wife. <laughs> Please, Granger, don't be silly. Excuse me a second. If you're thinking of getting a gun, I'd forget it. I know what he's looking for, Jake. His pills. What's the matter, Milroy? Nervous? Need a couple of your pills to steady you down? They're prescription. My doctor told me to take them. I know. Your druggist told me about them. Druggist? That's where you made your first mistake, Milroy. That and one other place, the theater. The cashier saw you go in. But nobody saw you leave. Obviously. There was a crowd leaving with me. The picture was over. You left before the end of the picture. Really? Then how is it I can recite the movie's entire plot? You? Because you went to the same theater the day before. The cashier remembers that visit. But that wasn't your biggest mistake, no, Roy, isn't it? When did you see Peter Newman last? Two weeks ago. No, no. It was much more recently. Today, in fact. You walked into his apartment disguised as a messenger. And I know you were there, Mr. Crime, come judo expert. Because you keep flipping those pills of yours, and I found one of those pills in the dead man's trouser cuff. You must have been a bit nervous and dropped one. Funny how often a little thing will fall into a guy's trouser cuff. How does that prove I saw him today? Might have happened two weeks ago. Bad luck, Milroy. You might have had his suit cleaned the day before. Yet, Milroy, you laughed at me because I'm the type who runs around with his nose to the ground. But if I hadn't, I would never have found the clue that busted your perfect crime. And that'll send you to the chair. You... You dirty sloop! I'll kill you! can look out! You get away! Well, friends, that's the story. I'll be back to wrap up the case... In just a minute. Elwood Milroy went to hospital with a bullet through the arm. With evidence piling up against him, he was accused of killing Peter Newman. Ultimately, he was convicted. I paid a call on my friend Lieutenant Jake Rankin at his office. Well, Granger, you might be interested. Elwood Milroy was sentenced to the chair this morning. So much for his too perfect alibi, right, Jake. And, uh, for old-fashioned detective method. Yeah. Have you seen Mrs. Milroy? I saw just an hour ago. She saw me, too. With a neat check, complete with numbers. You know, you were lucky finding that pill. How'd you ever dream it up? Because I'm no great hand of criminology. I just run around with my nose to the ground. Would you do that in here? Hardly. <laughs> this joint's got sawdust on the floor. In that case, you won't mind if I pick up that five-dollar bill down there. Hey, 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 that's mine. I've been meaning to have that hole in my pocket sewn up. Too bad, Gumshoe. I had my nose to the ground that time. Well, that's one for the books. The Flatfoot was his own bloodhound. Steve Granger again. You've just heard one of the most interesting cases in my file. And I'll have another one for you. So be around next time.